Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Listen in as we uncover hidden treasure. Now, here's Ray. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're taking a look at Law and Grace, and once again, we're going to see how grace gives us scriptural insight. There's many passages that can be read in two ways in scripture. They can be read with a law mindset or a grace mindset. The experts battle it out with word wars even going to the original languages to prove their case. We can certainly gain more insight into passages through the original languages, but that understanding alone doesn't solve the issues with law and grace. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us true insight into Scripture. A great example of a passage used by law-minded people to hold those who listen to them in bondage is Hebrews 10, 26-29. This passage is plucked right out of context to prove that if you willfully sin after receiving Christ, then you lose your salvation. Hebrews 10, 26. For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severer punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the Spirit of grace. Wow, was this passage ever used to keep me in bondage for years. The problem was a complete distortion of the grace message of the text. The whole book of Hebrews was written to admonish the Jews who, after believing in Jesus, were going back under the law, which included animal sacrifices. It was their good luck charm and kept them from being ostracized by their people. They had a toe in both waters, one in grace, the other in law. The willful sinning in this passage is referring to the Jews who had accepted Christ and were still doing the animal sacrifice for sin. That's why it says there's no longer a sacrifice for sin but judgment. In other words, the animal sacrifice they were doing was no longer a sacrifice for sin because Jesus had already fulfilled the law and died once for all. This did away with the sacrificial system, which had covered sin but never took it away until Jesus did. This idea is covered in the exact same chapter as the problem passage just a few verses before it. Hebrews 10.4 For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. So the author is telling the audience that animal sacrifices were over. And in fact, they never took away sins to start with. They just covered it. Only Jesus takes away sins permanently. And now by claiming to believe in Jesus' sacrifice, yet continuing to do animal sacrifices... This is going to bring God's judgment of discipline to get you to stop this nonsense. Let's read verse 29 again. How much severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the Spirit of grace? Regarding Jesus' blood as unclean is treating it as if it wasn't enough to save. Unclean animals were not allowed to be sacrificed for sin and their blood brought into the temple. This would bring judgment. So by submitting to animal sacrifices after receiving Jesus was the same as declaring his blood as unclean and trampling his sacrifice underfoot and insulting the spirit of grace he offered. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments about the show, visit us online at miningthetruth.com. So thanks again for listening and join us next week as we continue to uncover hidden treasure.